Hey there, I'm Ange McCormack, host of Schwartz Media's daily news show, 7am. This is The Weekend Read. Every fortnight on the show, we feature the best long-form writing in Australia, read to you by the people who wrote it. Today on the show, Susanna Marshall-Macbeth, with her piece from a recent edition of The Saturday Paper. At certain times of the year, a group of volunteers can be found roaming Canberra's bush reserves bearing raw chicken carcasses, all in the name of saving and studying the small local population of goannas. Of particular interest to the volunteers is the Rosenberg's Monitor. Only seven are known to be living in the area, and their survival in an environment so close to Canberra City is uncertain. But armed with bait and cameras taking millions of photos, local ecologists and volunteers hope to give Canberra's goannas a chance. Susanna will read her story, Saving Canberra's Goannas, after a short conversation. So, Susanna, your piece is called Saving Canberra's Goannas. Why do Canberra's goannas need saving? Well, Canberra is known as the bush capital. So there's areas of bush throughout the city where you can actually see lots of wonderful native animals. Um, And there used to be a lot of goannas in Canberra, um, but there's now only this one small population at Mount Ainsley, Mount Majura, possibly only seven confirmed individuals. And so that's just not enough to be a sustainable population. And that population of goannas is struggling because it's surrounded by suburbs and roads but also because of of foxes. So they're potentially quite a big impact on Rosenberg's goannas. Don Fletcher, who is a retired ecologist, has been studying goannas for a while. And before this latest lot of research, he was estimating there was maybe 20 to 30 goannas left in Mount Ainsley, Mount Madura. But following this latest lot of research, his guess is now that there's probably only about 10 to 15. And it is a guess. We don't have the data to back that up for sure. It's based on his experience as an ecologist. But those kind of numbers are are not really enough for a population to be sustainable. Um, And with the ongoing threats from foxes and traffic, um, there's obviously a challenge there for how we look after that small population of goannas. And can you talk to me about what Rosenberg goannas look like and what they're like for people that can't maybe picture them in their mind. So the Rosenberg's goanna is one of 27 species of monitor lizards in Australia. And so monitor lizards or goannas, some of them are really quite big. So one species gets up to two metres in length. The Rosenberg's goanna gets up to 1.5 metres in length. So big, powerful monitor lizards, they are predators. Um, They're quite... They're quite strong looking. Um, people often see them down on coastal areas, particularly, say, in southern New South Wales, uh, southwestern WA. So the Rosenberg's goannas are quite widely distributed across uh, southern Australia, um, but there's a, a, several other species that are really well known as well. Mm. And what does the Rosenberg goanna offer the ecosystem of Canberra? So apex predators, which are the the top order predators in an ecosystem, people often think about animals like dingoes or wolves uh, in that role in an ecosystem. But in somewhere like Canberra, the Rosenberg's goanna is actually the largest native predator. Uh, So they have a disproportionate role on the overall ecosystem. And it's not just about what they eat, but it's also about how they change the behaviour of animals that might be their prey. 
Um, and as as Don Fletcher, the ecologist that's been doing a lot of work on gynas, says, we can't we can't talk to the gyna prey to find out how they feel about gynas, but we do know from general ecological principles that that they do have an impact. And the work that's done elsewhere in Australia on on dingoes, obviously a very different order of animal, but we know that dingoes, for example, change the way that cats behave, which then changes the overall impact on an ecosystem. So there hasn't been that kind of work done on goannas, reptiles generally as large predators. We don't understand them all that well. Um, so there's definitely still a lot more to find out, but that general ecological principle about the role that they might play in an ecosystem is likely to hold true. And Susanna, we know what the world is facing an animal extinction crisis, which can be quite depressing and it's easy to feel kind of helpless when you think about the scale of that. How empowering do you think it is to have volunteers in this space and for people to go out and actually do something practical about animals that are at risk of extinction? So volunteers play a really important role in ecology and conservation and it's probably most well known through things like wildlife care and tree planting but to actually go out and play a role in in monitoring what's going on in our ecosystems is really important because it's the foundation of all of that ecological work that's then done to try and actually look after these animals. So I think it is really empowering for people to be able to do that. Um, And partly it's actually becoming aware of what's in your own backyard. So until I was walking around Mount Ainsley and bumped into Don Fletcher, I had no idea that there were goannas right there in what was essentially my own backyard. Uh, And I think for most of the volunteers involved, there was a similar kind of realisation with that, that there are these animals right there and that we can actually do something about them. And I think the other thing that's really important is that we think about, say, an animal like the Rosenberg's gynar, it's distributed across all of southern Australia. You could go, look, that's a huge area, what can I do? But Species don't go extinct through a gradual kind of decrease across a whole population. That's not usually how it works. Usually it's more like one population blinks out and then another population blinks out and another one and two end up with only one or two little populations left. So that means that a particular little population in your backyard is really important because that population, if it winks out, is one more that's gone and contributing to that overall decline of a species. Susanna, thanks so much for bringing us this story and look forward to hearing you read it. Thanks very much. Coming up after the break, Susanna Marshall-Macbeth will read Saving Canberra's Goannas. The Saturday Paper's food editors are some of the country's leading chefs, including Andrew McConnell, Otama Carey, David Moyle and Karen Martini. Let them guide your cooking when you sign up to Schwartz Media's free weekly newsletter, The Food. It features the latest recipe from the Saturday Paper, along with a selection of seasonal dishes suitable for all cooks. Subscribe today at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. Saving Canberra's Goannas. In the dappled shade of gum trees at the edge of Mount Ainsley Nature Reserve, a stone's throw from the back fences of suburban Canberra, a trestle table is attracting a lot of attention from people out for their Sunday morning walk. On the table are three goannas. They aren't going anywhere, they're freeze-dried and beautifully mounted, but they are lifelike enough to attract a second glance from almost everyone who walks by. Two of them are tree goannas, also known as lace monitors, a species no longer reliably found in Canberra. Third is a Rosenberg's monitor, 
or Heath Monitor, a handful of which still live in the connected Mount Ainsley and Mount Majura nature reserves, 1,139 hectares of protected bush just a couple of kilometres from the city centre. During COVID-19 restrictions, I was one of the many Canberrans who retreated to the network of fire trails and foot tracks that criss the Mount Ainsley and Mount Majura reserves. The area is well used by walkers, runners, dog walkers, cyclists and occasional horse riders. Many of them are aware of the birds, shinglebacks and kangaroos, but never may have seen one of the powerful Rosenberg's monitors, which can grow up to 1.5 metres in length. At last count, there were no more than seven known goannas living in Ainsley Majura. Whether this remnant population can survive so close to Canberra's centre, surrounded by suburbs, farmland and roads, and threatened with attack by foxes and dogs, is the question driving retired ecologist Don Fletcher's work leading the ACT National Parks Association Goanna Project. The first step, with the help of 20-odd volunteers who have turned up to the reserves every Sunday morning, is to find out how many are actually there. I accompany volunteer John Brickhill to an area with signage about unexploded ordnance. We hike into the bush to find the camera traps, where half a chicken torso is attached to a stake with a camera pointing at it. Over the course of a week, some of these baits have dried out, been picked clean or disappeared entirely, depending on which enterprising creature has had a go at it. Our job is to change the memory card and batteries in the cameras and to replace the bait. At certain times of year on a Sunday, 18 to 20 volunteers can be found wandering around carrying chicken carcasses in plastic containers. The cameras are motion activated but can't distinguish goannas from everything else. So after the survey is over, volunteers will sort through a couple of million photos. Among countless pictures of ravens, possums, foxes, wallabies, grass blowing in the wind, and the faces of concerned volunteers checking the camera's orientation, hopefully there'll be a few goanna faces, familiar ones, and, Fletcher hopes, some new ones too. Back at the volunteer rendezvous point, Fletcher chats to passers-by about Rosenberg's goannas. Most people who stop are shocked to hear that goannas still live here. They lie still among the timber, Fletcher says. They can be right there and you won't see them. Hannah Winley was involved in establishing the Ainsley Majura Goanna Research Project two years ago in her then role with the National Parks Association and is back as a volunteer. She shows me the intricate face markings on the freeze-dried specimens. Because each face has a different pattern, we're able to identify individuals. As we chat, Winley has one eye on the walkers passing by and winces when she sees dogs off lead. Even if a dog doesn't attack a goanna, their mere presence can change the goanna's behaviour, she says. Ironically, the role that predators play in changing the behaviour of their prey is part of the reason why goannas are so significant as the largest remaining native predators in some Australian ecosystems. We know from looking around the world in history that the largest predator in the system is incredibly important, Fletcher says. There can be very, very few of them, and so you would underestimate the importance of those few, but they have a big effect on the things they prey on, which in turn have an effect on the things they hunt or eat or consume, and so on down the ecosystem. Fletcher refers to the well-studied example of the reintroduction of wolves to Yellowstone National Park in the United States. The presence of the apex predator, the wolf, affected the behaviour of the elk, which in turn changed the vegetation composition along rivers, with flow-on impacts for beavers, insects and other species. These changes helped re-establish balance in an ecosystem that was struggling due to the excessive browsing of elk on sensitive river vegetation. 
We don't have that level of knowledge about the system here because goannas haven't been well studied, Fletcher says. He and the ACT National Parks Association also run a goanna research project in the Nace Valley in Namadji National Park, prime goanna habitat where numbers have grown alongside increased fox baiting in recent decades. Yet there are still many unknowns about goannas, such as how often they breed and how severe a threat dogs and foxes pose to the adult populations. A female will lay 12 eggs, most of which will hatch, and then there's tremendous mortality. But there's another vulnerability as well that we don't know much about, Fletcher says. When the female goanna is laying, for quite a few hours she has her head poking out of a termite mound and she's in a trance. You can walk right up to her and she doesn't show any sign of noticing you're there or being afraid. It's likely that female goannas are extremely vulnerable to foxes while they're laying eggs. Late last year, Minister for the Environment and Water Tanya Plibersek announced a toward zero extinctions strategy for threatened species, but Rosenberg's goannas are unlikely to be on her worry list. They are listed as critically endangered in Victoria and vulnerable in New South Wales and South Australia, but are considered secure in southwest Western Australia, which means they are not vulnerable under national frameworks. They have not yet been considered for listing in the ACT. This reflects the changes to the EPBC Act, whereby species that are secure in part of their range are automatically excluded from federal listing. In a way, that's a response to there's just so much to list, Fletcher says. But it's misguided because the way in which things become extinct is not, generally speaking, by the entire population all suddenly going down. It's piecemeal. This population, then that, they blink out in little bits and pieces across their range. So the fact that Rosenberg's goanna is secure in southwest WA really isn't a reason to not worry about them in the ACT or at Ainsley Majura. As for the rationale for protecting this population, he says, of course there's the intrinsic interest in the individual organism, but the ecological reason is best expressed by the idea that if you start taking apart a clock and you're hoping to put it back together again, then don't lose the parts. Keeping all the components is a pretty fundamental thing for any complex system. In Canberra, goannas are part of a tussle between humans, their pets and feral introduced animals. Globally, people and livestock account for more than 90% of land-dwelling vertebrate biomass. Spaces and resources for wild animals are rapidly shrinking. Fletcher hopes for measures to make Ainsley Madura safer for the goannas. For instance, by controlling fox numbers, as he's seen the damage from attacks they've suffered. In January, he and some volunteers caught a male goanna nicknamed Rum with the intention of fitting a GPS pack so they could monitor his movements and find out more about his behaviours. Instead, they discovered three gaping slashes on his neck and throat, oozing blood and fluid, with a chunk out of his tail from an older injury. Luckily, a trip to the vet and some careful dosing of antibiotics allowed Rum to return to the mountain, even making appearances at one of the camera traps. Between such rescue missions, monitoring camera traps and working with researchers in Namadji National Park, an incredible number of volunteer hours goes into keeping an eye on the ACT's Rosenberg's goannas. Hiking the beautiful trails of Ainsley Majura to find the camera traps, with a potential reward hidden on those memory cards, I can see how the volunteers get hooked. With their help, this precious piece of the complex ecology of Canberra's woodlands might have a fighting chance. To hear more Weekend Reads, you can subscribe to The Weekend Read in Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.